It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, every day, every day, every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But the, No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard. Good to have you aboard with us on episode number 117 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. And for the first time since we've taken over the podcast, it is not a Victory Monday edition. No, that's right. The Redskins go down and get smoked like a Thanksgiving turkey at home in early November. 38-14 to to the Atlanta Falcons, who have now won three in a row, improved to four and four. Redskins still in first place. And they drop to five and three on the year and head to Tampa Bay this Sunday to take on Deshaun Jackson and the Buccaneers. All right, coming up in the show, we'll go through the unit by unit evaluation, offense, defense, and special teams on how the Redskins performed, or in this case, did not perform uh, in Sunday's game, as we always do on Monday. Plus, we'll bring you the perspective of Dr. David Chow, longtime NFL sideline physician, on some really key injuries that have me very, very, very concerned for the Washington Redskins moving forward. And uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, we'll have further clarification and update. We probably will, uh, depending if you listen like after Monday afternoon from Jay Gruden. Just, just stay tuned. Uh, if anything really big uh, comes out of Monday afternoon, i.e. Brandon Sheriff uh, or Sean Laval out for the year, we will try and add some special coverage uh, to that as well. So let's get to it right away. So we don't waste any time. The Redskins, again, lose 38-14. to Listen, let's start with the offense. Even though the offense was maybe not the biggest problem, it certainly did not do enough to help the Washington Redskins. Uh, they had too many wasted drives. They punted on their first three drives, and then they got the touchdown to make it 14-7, and we'll get into that. But then they started to move the football on the last possession of the first half after Atlanta scored a late touchdown to make it 21-7. And you think, all right, something there, maybe get a touch, uh, maybe a field goal, long field goal attempt, and they take a penalty. And this has been a problem throughout the streak, as we've touched on on this podcast, is wasting good field position opportunities and too many penalties shooting themselves in the foot, and it was a problem all day, whether some of them were questionable or shaky, and certainly they were, especially the Josh Doxon taunting penalty on the sideline. And again, we'll get into all of this stuff in detail today and throughout the week. You can't commit 10 penalties for 147 yards and have any expectation of winning a game. As a matter of fact, not only can you not expect to win a game, you can't even hope to win a game. And quite honestly, 
the fact that they only, and I say only, lost by 24 points with as poorly as they played on defense and largely on offense and with, again, the 10 penalties for 147 yards and having really nothing else special, special stand out, the fact that they only lost by 24 points, probably not as bad as it could have been, if we're being honest. Uh, the rest of the day on offense... Looks like this. They The Redskins were 5 of 13 on third down. They had 366 net yards. And why we bring that up in such a lopsided game is just to kind of show the disparity. The Atlanta Falcons had 491 net yards of offense. The two teams had the same amount of plays, 64. 64. So if we do the math on that and actually – the NFL GSIS system does it for us, but we could do it as well. The Atlanta Falcons averaged 7.7 per play. Again, that's 491 net yards on 64 offensive plays. The Redskins offered uh, averaged rather 5.7. So that's two full yards per play less on offense. Again, the same amount of plays, 64. The Redskins had 366 net yards. The Falcons had 491. Again, not the only reason why they lost. Certainly the penalties and not being able to convert on third down against a team that was yielding 54% on third down. The Redskins went 5 of 13 only. 5 of 13 on third down because, again, they kept shooting themselves in the foot and because they could not run the football. And that brings us to our next point, is the Redskins only get 79 rushing yards on the day. And if I would have told you before Sunday afternoon's game that Alex Smith, with one rushing attempt, a crazy rushing attempt in which he eludes a sack, races up the Redskins' sideline and gets absolutely popped, and I thought it was, you know, it was a hard hit, but it was a legal hit right on the shoulder and maybe the helmet kind of slid up just a little bit. But I didn't think it was a illegal hit. Could you have done it a different way? Perhaps. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but Alex Smith pops right up. That 22-yard scramble, break free of a sack and run and where Alex Smith does not get out of bounds, which he's got to get out of bounds on, was his only run of the day, and it was good for the 22 yards, and it was good for the Redskins' rushing lead on the day. That should tell you everything. Alex Smith, the most rushing yards for any individual on the Redskins, at, again at 22 on the one carry. Capri Bibbs had three rushing attempts for 20 yards, including a three-yard touchdown on an RPO read, op, a read pass option give from Alex Smith, of course, uh, as he was going from right to left for the Redskins' second touchdown of the day. Samaje P. Ryan, he averaged 10 yards per carry, two rushing attempts for 20 yards. And Adrian Peterson, this was the big problem, nine rushing attempts for only 17 yards, and that includes a long of 11. That's right. Now, he had a, a big pass gain wiped away because of a penalty. Again, that was a problem throughout we understand uh, that is not going to, you know, basically change the context 
of the game, one or two plays here or there, not when you lose by 24. But it's fair to point out that Adrian Peterson probably would have had a bigger statistical day if not for that penalty at least. And certainly that affected the Redskins' ability to hold on to the football, to have extra opportunities to make offensive plays and to make some hay and to get back into this one. But again, if I would have told you before that Adrian Peterson would be fourth in terms of rushing yardage on the Washington Redskins for Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, you would have, again, put me in a straitjacket because that's where I would have belonged. Uh, Never could you have imagined that three others would have more ultimately rushing yards than Adrian Peterson. And again, Alex Smith did it his on one. Capri Bibbs did his on three. And Samaj P. Ryan did his damage, whatever (laughs) damage you could call, 20 yards on two carries, whereas AP had nine for 17. So again, the bottom line is, is when the Redskins can't run the football, they are in big time, big time trouble. Um, We'll come back and we'll finish up the offense in just a couple of moments, and then we'll get to the defense because I want to stay on track here. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 117. Again, we'll come back and talk about Josh Doxson's day and also a very big surprise, a welcome surprise, no doubt about it, for the Redskins on offense. Hey, guys, the Locked On Podcast Network is doing unprecedented things on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Locked On NFL Net, Locked On NFL Net on Twitter. And you get all of the Locked On Podcast Network local hosts covering uh, their NFL teams on one feed. We also have a Locked On NBA Net feed as well if you're a big NBA fan. It's amazing during games, breaking news, and to get the local perspective of the teams you care about the most. On Instagram, it's Locked On NFL Net. Uh, And it's giving you the biggest stories, just one minute of your Instagram stories and longer cuts on the biggest stories in the feeds. Make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram and Locked On Redskins. We're coming right back at you right here on a Monday as the Redskins lose 38-14 to the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 117. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard with us. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Don't forget the general feed where you can get all the Locked on NFL podcast 
at Locked On NFL Net. At Locked On NFL Net. You can get that right now on Twitter, Instagram. You know the deal. We just told you about that a couple minutes ago. At Locked On NFL Net. And me individually at Locked On uh, at WrestleMania 621. At WrestleMania 621. Let's finish up the offense. Uh, you know, we mentioned Josh Doxon with a taunting penalty. He had a really nice catch along the sidelines on it. I thought it was a soft taunting call. Of course, many Redskins fans thought the same thing as well. He spun the ball. Um, who knows if he said something? It didn't look like he did. Uh, but the bottom line is, is we just don't get any clarity. We just don't get any interpretation on what exactly happened in that case. And this is where the NFL and professional sports do a terrible job is everybody is kind of left wondering what the hell happened here. And nobody knows what happened except the spinning of the football, which normally would not would not generate a 15-yard taunting penalty. But that's what happened in this particular case. And if you look, you know, on this one particular drive, the Redskins lost 40 yards, 40 yards worth of penalty on that particular drive. And you just can't – it's just impossible to win games – when you're looking at that situation and you're already trailing, if you look at it, Doxon, again, gets 24 yards on his catch, a twisting catch, and he loses 15. So it's a plus and minus only nine. Now, it was on a third and four, so that's good. That's good. Um, but again, instead of a 24-yard gain, now you only have a nine-yard gain. Instead of Atlanta 47 in terms of field position, you're back to your own 38-yard line. And soon after, Brandon Sheriff takes a penalty, which wipes out a huge Adrian Peterson screen, which we kind of touched on uh, last segment of 25 yards. So instead of, you know, now you, you have the ball, the penalty gets marked at the 41-yard line, right? And instead of the ball at the Atlanta 37, you're back to your own 32-yard line. And then right after that, Sheriff gets hurt, and he might be lost for the season, and you have a Morgan Moses penalty because he's upset, as are the Redskins, that they feel Sheriff uh, received a cheap shot, and nobody has been able to provide the video because Fox didn't bother to have it or show a replay or make mention of it or anything like that. And I haven't seen it anywhere on the Internet. I don't think anybody's got a cut up. So we're going to have to see what the coach's tape comes out on NFL Game Pass. Uh, but Brandon Sheriff, clearly his teammates were very upset. Uh, and he got injured. He never came back. And if you look at the injury, it's obviously not a good situation for the Redskins. And I guess we'll get into that right here. Dr. David Chow, who is a longtime NFL sideline physician uh, for the San Diego Chargers, the then San Diego Chargers, uh, he reached out and he writes a column for the San Diego Union Tribune, and he usually copies me uh, on this. So that's how I found out about it. Um, and, you know, again, I I highly suggest you follow his work. Now, what he does is medical analysis via video. When there's video available, he can basically look at it and he can kind of take a good educated guess as to what the injury might be and likely will be. Now, there are times where he is not 
exactly right. He is taking a guess, but he is a certified orthopedic surgeon, a longtime NFL sideline physician. So you know it's coming from a medical perspective that none of us have, or many of us don't have. And he's obviously experienced in this regard. You can follow him at Pro Football Doc. Uh, and what Dr. David Chow said was that he felt that Brandon Sheriff, although the video was limited, uh, and, and really that is to say we don't have much, that he feels it could be a torn pectoral tendon which would require surgery and knock him out for the year. Now, Sean Laval, he felt based on the surgery, uh, based on the video that we have, uh, and this was on the first series of the game, that Sean Laval took a misstep where he was bulldozed uh, for that sack which blew up that first drive, and he could have a torn ACL. Sean Laval was wheeled off on a wheelchair. A wheelchair, which I've never seen, quite honestly, in all my years of football. Trent Williams, surgery on his thumb. He could be out another couple of games. Morgan Moses, we believe a sprained MCL. He did return to the game, so perhaps it's not a severe sprain of the MCL, but he's also dealing with an elbow. So basically, the only healthy offensive lineman of the normal starting five right now is Chase Roulier. And that means Garen Christian is going to have to play. Even Ty Seki got banged up in this game. The Redskins are an absolute mess along the offensive line, and that is going to affect everything that they do. One quick other note on the offense um, that we have to point out, and this was a pleasant surprise, and that was Maurice Harris. 12 targets, 10 catches, 124 yards. No, he didn't score, but he set up the Redskins' first touchdown. A great throw by Alex Smith. Tight window. Great catch by Mo Harris. He had another similar one to this uh, right, again, over the back and shoulder of a defender. Uh, Maurice Harris was terrific, obviously. 10 catches for 124 yards. Both career highs for Mo, who's really coming around and is going to see a continued and expanded role, especially with Jameson Crowder, still not back in the lineup. All right, let's get to the defense uh, because there's no other way to spin it other than they were terrible. Uh, and I think everybody understands that they were in for a long day no matter what against Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. But without Devontae Freeman, you say, well, maybe they have a chance. Eh, no. 491 total net yards, as we mentioned. More importantly, 154 net rushing yards. The Redskins in the last two weeks against a Saquon Barkley-led giant rushing attack and an Ezekiel Elliott Dallas Cowboy-led rushing attack had given up combined 110 net rushing yards. Today, or Sunday I should say, to Tevin Coleman and Ito Smith, without Devontae Freeman, they gave up 44 more, 154 net rushing yards. That's all you need to know. You knew it was going to be a disastrous day from the start when they gave up that kind of chunk yardage on the ground. And really, if you look at the Ito Smith one now, again, you can make the argument that there was a couple of potential holds. Uh, I put up a, a, a picture of this, a freeze frame picture of this on my Twitter at WrestleMania621. Uh, the bottom line is, is the Redskins had seven guys, seven defenders in basically a circular arc around Ito Smith. Nobody could even get close to him so much so that he was untouched for seven or eight yards inside the red zone, which you so rarely see because the blocking was so good by the Falcons. Now, again, maybe they were holding a little bit. Maybe they got away with one, and that was the story of this game. Maybe they got away with a couple, but the bottom line is, is Ito Smith then leapfrogged one, broke a tackle, Preston Smith dragged him in 
into the end zone, and he had a 12-yard touchdown for the Falcons on paper third string running back when this season started. That gave them a 14 to nothing lead. Earlier, Tevin Coleman had a 39-yard uh, little slip screen in which he got a Again, somewhat controversial block by Mohamed Sanu at the point of attack. Was he holding uh, Fabian Moreau? I, I don't know. It was bang, bang. I mean, it was a tough call. They didn't call it, and ultimately I can see why they could have called it. Ultimately, I can see why they didn't call it. I'm not trained enough to say definitively uh, they should have called it, but they didn't call it, and that was the bottom line. The Calvin Ridley touchdown from 40 yards to end the first half or essentially to end the first half was a slant over the middle like a quick skinny post slant, and it was just rocket fast. And and the one thing that I'll point out is this was the one that I think the Falcons got away with the most. Sanu rockets off the line of scrimmage and sets a pick and a rub, and he's moving before Calvin Ridley has uh, the, the ball in his hands. You can do that once he has the ball in his hands. You can't do it before, and you can't initiate contact. And certainly, I thought Mohamed Sanu did, and certainly I thought the Falcons got away with a little bit of one. But it happened so fast, and Ridley catches it and explodes up the field, and the Redskins don't make the tackle. And the bottom line is, is a five-yard pass basically turns into a 40-yard touchdown, and Ridley just explodes through the defense once he gets sprung by that Sanu again, clear out. Um, whether it was legal or not, again, it sure did not look legal um, when I went back and I closely watched it on Sunday night. So that's certainly a problem uh, for the Redskins. And then just real quickly, the first drive of the third quarter, Tevin Coleman scores on a 10-yard little swing screen to the right, and they beat Mason Foster, who's late in getting over there. And the Redskins basically are playing a thin box because they're trying to take away all the passing stuff. So the, Red the Falcons just check it underneath with a little design kind of flat route and Tevin Coleman's there and they just could just couldn't catch him just couldn't catch him Mason Foster's not fast enough and then the one last touchdown the Julio Jones 35 yard touchdown pass now listen maybe he should have caught a bomb uh, a play or two earlier against Josh Norman who he had clearly beat for a touchdown but that's ultimately called the defensive pass interference on a third and two Julio Jones runs a little slip screen comeback after he gets Norman to bite a little bit because he thinks he's going deep because he just blew past him on uh, the play before. Uh, and Julio Jones catches it by coming back to the line of scrimmage. Matt Ryan easily finds him, gets rid of the ball. Boom, gets it to Julio Jones. He rockets up the field, and Josh Norman gets absolutely dump-trucked by Jake Matthews at the point of attack. He's got no chance to make the tackle. Nobody else is there. I think Monte Nicholson took a bad route uh, on the particular play, and that was it. C'est la vie over Julio Jones' first touchdown uh, in, what, 89-90 regular season catches, and the Redskins were cooked from there. All right, we'll come back right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast and finish this up with a quick note on the special teams. Good to have you guys aboard with us. Again, the Redskins lose 38 to 14, 38 to 14. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning 
than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-0-9, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let me tell you about my bookie. My bookie is slammed with new betters, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So I'm urging you to go to my bookie right now if you want a little bit of action. In game, live betting over unders, fantasy points scored, the most rewarding player perks in the business. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play. On deposits over $100, join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code, now listen up here, if you use the promo code LOCKEDON25, if you use the promo code LOCKEDON25 and you go to MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie, and use the promo code LOCKEDON25, you get and create your account, you get the extra $25 for replay by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. Also, when you create your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. It's up to you guys. Uh, I'd wait until after you have a little dinner, your tummy's happy, and then your bank account can be happy if you go to my bookie and tell them Locked On Redskins sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. It is episode number 117, our final couple of moments together here of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Again, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Make sure you follow me individually at Russellmania621. You can listen to me on the radio in the Washington, D.C. area, 106.7 The Fan as well. You can read me on thefandc.com. Back to the radio side, radio.com is a great app and web browser to check me out and uh, the radio station I work for, again, 106.7 The Fan as well, uh, chrisrussellradio.com. I posted an Inside the Numbers column before uh, the matchup that had some really good statistical nuggets for you, uh, and as well daily here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, plus Warpath Magazine, lots of good ways to consume all of our coverage. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Uh, and also, we had a really nice spike, probably because of the HaHa Clinton Dix acquisition last week, uh, but I appreciate you guys helping out and again downloading and spreading the word please continue to listen please continue uh, to spread the word uh, and let us kind of build what we're building here on the Locked on Redskins podcast all right so we'll come back uh, here and just kind of wrap this up again there's not many ways you can spin it other than it was an ugly loss for the Redskins and it's going to be a long hard week maybe they'll bounce back on Sunday with a really good week of practice and kind of the anger and the frustration from this loss and the way it all went down. Maybe the Redskins will be locked in against clearly a team that is talented but does not have the quarterback 
that the Atlanta Falcons has and probably does not have the fast flying around kind of defense that the Falcons uh, at least exhibited on Sunday when it come to shut down the run uh, and also getting after uh, Alex Smith. That's not to say that the Buccaneers can't win. That's not to say that the Buccaneers can't hurt you. Uh, but I don't think the Buccaneers are as talented in any way, shape, or form as the Atlanta Falcons. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, on special teams, we'll just wrap this up. Dustin Hopkins, uh, he hit his two extra points. No big deal. Uh, no problems there. Tressway was once again good again, the punter for the Redskins. He's had a good couple of weeks here statistically. Uh, four punts inside the 20. He averaged 49 yards again for a second consecutive week, a long of 62, five punts for 245 yards. Greg Stroman had four kick returns for 76 total yards, averaging 19. Nothing on the punt returns. Capri Bibbs had a 19-yard kick return. Uh, Stroman did have one punt return, but again, for no yards. And the Redskins didn't give up anything in terms of special teams plays. They've been good in that area for the most part uh, this year. So that's really kind of a quick special team snapshot, unfortunately, for the Redskins. This was a day that they needed a, probably a lot from their special teams, but it wasn't going to make up the deficit in which they lost this game. Uh, but it's really the first time in the last couple of weeks, certainly during the winning streak, where the special teams units really made no huge impact in terms of game-changing plays or you know, a, a, a significant impact that helped win the Redskins a game again they didn't do anything wrong today uh, or on Sunday uh, they didn't do anything wrong by any means but they just weren't able to make that impact and again even if they did I don't think it would have been enough uh, as well so clearly they will have their hands full moving forward as the team goes down to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers who lost to the Carolina Panthers 42 to 28 on Sunday at one point the Buccaneers we're down 35-7 to seven at the half. They made a comeback. It was 35-28, and then Carolina scored a late fourth-quarter touchdown to make it a 14-point bulge, 14-28, uh, 42-28, rather, the final score there. And again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 3-5. and five. All right, so that's going to do it for us on the Locked on Redskins podcast for this Monday edition, again, dated 11-5-2018, episode number 117. Again, check me out on Twitter, at WrestleMania621. Check the network out, the Locked On Podcast Network, at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net. And if you want to sponsor the Locked On Redskins podcast, if you want to be a part of the group, make sure you get at me on email, at uh, WrestleMania09, at gmail.com, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you with another edition coming up. Stay tuned. Uh, hopefully not terrible news coming up on Brandon Sheriff specifically, uh, but kind of knowing how these things work, it's probably not going to be a good sign when Jay Gruden delivers his Monday press conference. Thanks for being with us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.